right about him. I'm always right. It's like when I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. That makes sense. Come on. Are right, we back? We back. We back. Uh, we're going to announce just off the top here in case anything feels like it's missing or inorganic to begin. We did start. I don't know. What do we get? 10, 15 minutes into episode 32. We were smooth. We were rolling, though. We honestly yeah. was rolling. It was, like, it was like 14 minutes, maybe. And uh, my internet hand up completely died out and kind of ruined that experience. Then, uh, But we are back. Better than ever. Well, probably not better than ever. But, I mean, time will tell. Um, but episode 32, we back in the house. Yeah. Oh, my God. 32. I don't know. I just wanted to try something new. Yeah, the energy is not, you know, quite the same because it feels like a makeup game. But we just got to get into the rhythm, I think. You know you know what it feels like? It feels like when a game is suspended because of rain and they bring it back on the field the same night. It's like, mm. damn, dude. And it's, like, just- and it's like the pitcher had to, like, like you don't have the same pitcher. And even though it's the fourth <laughs> inning and he was pitching a no-hitter, like, everyone's tired. Everyone wants to go home. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, dog, this game don't even matter. This per- this team's already in the playoffs. This team can't make it. Can we just like call it? Can we literally get like, yo, mercy rule, we out? So here's the thing, because I mean, this isn't a spoiler. I don't think for anyone that knows either of us or has listened to any of these episodes. Um, episode thirty three, I think, will take a certain theme. Um, do you feel like there's an inherent lack of energy towards thirty two, especially no. because we already did leading up to that? So I kind of want to skip. Oh, this all right. Point, I, I would say yes because we already did it leading up to it, and we're literally going to change it up completely with this one. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought you meant just is there a lack of energy leading up to thirty-two? No, no, we got thirty-three later. So that point, no. The fact that we did it already, absolutely, because literally we're switching the people probably that we're already doing. We gave some bomb intros that we didn't. We don't write this stuff down, so those won't ever happen. And I'm letting you go first so I can still try to figure out who I'm going to go to when you throw it to me. <laughs> yeah, one day one day we'll release the tape uh, of where, how far we got. Um, but we'll need to gain a little traction to uh, make it worth uh, spreading the love there. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think it's fair. We give at least a, a name shout out to the individuals that we talked about. Um, I like that. Rest in peace to Doc Halliday, uh, who is mine. My guy. My guy. Uh, and the and great. I had. And I had the great Jim Brown. Enough and literally, has there been, is Jim Brown top 10 people who are still living, who was great in everything he did that mm. we know of? Probably. Like, literally. Like, it's probably him. Like, I think him, from sports, it might just be like him and Russell. It might literally just be him and Russell when it comes to sports. But not, at, not even, you can't just do sports, though. Because Russell is an accomplished but, author. He's an accomplished. But that's what I mean. Like in everything oh, they did. from the realm of I'm sports. saying from the realm of sports. Okay, because okay, okay, Jim Brown okay. obviously supersedes just his athletic accomplishments as well. But that's what I mean. Like I don't know that there's yeah. anyone that's had that big an impact. I mean, Mike, Michael had a big impact, but he hit 202. And he also was a terrible GM. And just arguably made poor life. Well, not arguably. Made some bad life choices. I mean, his eyes are brown. So I feel like. At some point, <laughs> decisions were not being made for his health. Well, yeah. <laughs> when you have probably how many cigars do you think he smokes a day? Or when he was at his peak, where do you, how many do you think he was smoking? Duh. Six, seven? Apparently, uh, like when I heard like Skid Bellis and them talk, they said he would smoke like one or two before the game and then like one or two after the game. That's crazy tolerance. That's insane, dude. And I know what they say. You don't inhale with cigars. I'm pretty sure I've seen smoke come out of MJ's nose smoking a cigar. I feel like you have to inhale to do that. Yeah, no, I think eventually if you're going to be having four in a night, 
you're going to be like, I need a little something extra. And to start your night, though. Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, the game crazy. went until 9 p.m. You think that's his night crazy. is over? <laughs> like, you played on the East Coast. We played in, in the Midwest, technically, but the Eastern Conference. So this game started at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So it's at 6 p.m. Central time? No. Uh, yeah, 6 p.m. Central time for him. Yeah, so his night ain't ended. He started his night with two to four cigars. <laughs> yeah, he just needed a place to gamble and more cigars. Anyways, um, I'm, I'm, you know, to, to use the 23, switch it up to 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to stay in the basketball world for my new pick. Um, both of my new picks. 32 in the college game. Oh, you motherfucker. From Brigham Young University up first, Jimmer Fredette. It was Jimmer. All right. But so- also, I, I, yeah, let, let's also jump ahead. I'm also shouting out Christian Leitner just for you. You bitch ass motherfucker! <laughs> that was my tandem. Y'all, y'all can't see that. The, y'all can't see the 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 um video. But like when he said thirty two from college, y'all should have saw him on face. I was like, you mother. <laughs> we been in the same room. I might have caught a fist. Uh, Jimmer, man, like, did we live through the greatest era era of white basketball college players? Him, Doug, Tyler, him, Doug, Tyler, Gordon Hayward, um. The white kids. Does from Delonte Nova West they, count? No, no, no. We got Delonte. The white okay. kids from Nova before they started recruiting more black kids, like Mike Nardi, all of those. Ryan Archidiakno. Ryan Archidiakno. Who's the guy Khalil. from Syracuse who's white but we, but he pretends to be black? Oh, uh, Eric Devendorf. Eve, Eric Devendorf. That was my guy. He has a basketball tattooed on his arm for whatever reason, like every generic basketball. Brian Zubak. He, he was throwing that shit up from like thirty. Syracuse QB Greg Paulus. Greg Paulus. <laughs> Kyle Singler. We can keep going. Dude, we, we had some white ball players in college, man. Yeah. The, the, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, other power programs that, like, somehow had even, the great white hope out of nowhere. And, oh, Tyler Hansborough? Well, like, no, but I mean, like, a beyond just, like, did Kentucky ever have a white dude that was, like, that dude? Not when they started recruiting black kids. <laughs> Pat Riley might be the last one. <laughs> Pat Riley might be the last yeah. great white. Texas West really I mean, put Kentucky a number player. on him. <laughs> <laughs> we're never going back <laughs> i mean all right but do you count the mixed kids because you got devin booker Blake you Griffin. got the i think the harrison twins are mixed steph i'm talking about kentucky you said kentucky oh, yeah, yeah are they so like they got kids? a bunch of mixed kids willie Cauley stein's mix you got a lot of mixed cat kids. Is, shout out to cat another cat 32 is mixed as well another 32 so it's a lot of mixed kids who went to Kentucky. So I guess you could technically count them, but come on, nah, they get that, 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 But that, that's not the argument I was. But Dev, all right, so Devin Booker. If I say is, that's the argument I was looking to make. But all right, so do you who who gets Devin Booker? Kendall Jenner. Trash. Who gets <laughs> in the race you drive? Who gets uh, Devin Booker? Because he's Ooh. ambiguous. Like if you look at him, he is. I'm gonna say he. Because he has, is black and white. I'm going to say he's lot. gone to the whites because of how long he's been in Arizona. Okay. okay. I think that's fair. Be like okay. eventually he, you just kind of acclimate to being an Arizonan, which I think lends itself to being Booker, white. Then the blacks get Clay Thompson. Ooh, but he's in a – his brother plays baseball, which inherently makes him like Latin. I heard, I heard Devin Booker don't even know his dad, so I feel like that makes him more black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lying. He, to, to, his dad trains him. Like I'm just. Uh, I was also gonna say, you know, to to quote Jose Mourinho, if I speak, I am in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Sammy Sosa, no speak a day English. Yeah, no, I'm blaming English. So, uh, so where, where were you when Christian Leitner hit that shot? 
that was actually in Philadelphia at the um Spectrum. Mm. That actually happened. Like that's how you know it was was made for me to hate Duke. Like that shit happened in my city at the arena where the Sixers played. Michael Jackson performed. Like shit is crazy. Yeah, baby, look that joint up in the Spectrum, Philadelphia. I was, Ain't I was that crazy? Say, that's like uh, I I saw Nova beat Duke in the Sweet Sixteen the year Scotty Reynolds made the uh, the shot against Pitt in the Elite Eight. That was in Boston, but Scotty Reynolds, Alan Ray, Mike Nardi, they had a solid team. That pit team was solid too. It's Sam yep. Young, Dewan uh, Blair, Dewan Blair, Sam Young had Dewan Blair, who the by the way, man. this doesn't get talked about enough. No, Phil doesn't have any ACLs. Wasn't born. With I know him. he wasn't born with any ACLs, and he played crazy. in the league for like six, seven years. Way too long to have not. Dude, that's crazy. What was the? Didn't Fields play for them too, Pittsburgh? Uh, let's see. That was two thousand eight, I think. They had a squad. I think that's the last time Pittsburgh had a good basketball team. Oh, and uh, I was looking up Nova. I want Pitt, but let me let me skip through here. Pitt had Dewan Blair, Jermaine Dixon. He go he, he went to the league, right? I think you think about Juan Dixon from Maryland. He, Brad was on that team. Shout to Brad Wanamaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Brad Wanamaker was going to stick in the league. It, I mean, yeah, I guess he didn't because he was a rookie like two years ago, but that's what threw me off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, that's what broke my brain was like, <laughs> I knew he was an older dude and had played in Europe, but like he, his first year in the NBA was 20, 2018 with the Celtics yeah. <laughs> on the 2008 Pit Panthers. <laughs> he's like the original stash and grab guys. Like, yeah, we'll come back for you eventually and don't ever come back from, from overseas. Oh, actually, I just realized another guy we're going to have to talk about next week, but another great white hope that played for uh, another team in the Midwest in college basketball. But So so those are your two picks, you motherfucker? Yeah. Well, I, I, I was going to go with Leitner. I wanted to give a shout-out to Derek Lowe, um, but that felt a little too homery. And then I was going to go Leitner, and then I found Jimmer, and I was like, I haven't thought about you in seven years. So sure. That's not true. That's not true. When we lived together, we were thinking about like, getting the China jerseys because he was cooking That's over true. there. He yeah. was cooking the Mormon, over there. The Mormon like Megalodon. The Mormon Megalodon, baby. Go Sharks. Yep. And the only reason we didn't get him because it said, like, between eight weeks and 19 months, it felt like for sure. It was like, dog, Probably cheaper might never come. I also want I need a – I want a uh, Starberry jersey from over there. I tried to get one so much, dude, and apparently from what I you found You got to get him at the, the theater production or something? You got to get him, like, at, at like, a store. Because I tried to get some of his new Starberries that are only made in China, and you can't even get those. Like, you have to actually go to the country and get them because of how big of a deal I think he is. They, don't, they like, keep it inside of the country. Uh, let me see. Because I, I was on there at one point a couple years ago, and you can get some Starberries. Yeah, but not the ones you want. I mean, like, the joints that he, the joints he was playing in, I was like, those are dope. Dog, those. <laughs> he's got shoes right now. That are on sale. Like Starberries that are cheaper mm-hmm. than Starberries. Mm-hmm. So if you wear mm-hmm. a 14 and a half or a 16, go get you some Starberry threes. Listen, man, uh, doing the Lord's work. So what I'm going to go with, <clears throat> since I'm not going to do Jim Brown anymore, <sighs> I'm going to say one line and then we can get right into it. You can live through anything if magic made it. I'm, I'm going to go with Irving, Magic, Johnson. One of those names that you don't really hear too much as a first name anymore. Um, Irvin Magic Johnson, to me, 
with that smile and the way he played basketball, he did more for racial relations than any politician in our lifetime. <laughs> like he he made white people feel at ease. He made black people give hope because he started the master of Afro when he was in college at Michigan State. Magic to me, uh, he's not my favorite point guard ever, but if it wasn't for Magic Johnson, arguably my favorite point guard ever wouldn't be himself. That's Penny Hardaway. Uh, to me, Magic Johnson doesn't get enough credit for being as great as he was and not, and, and then two things that I'll always think about with Magic Johnson, this motherfucker had no rhythm. Look at how he dribbled. He dribbled like his body didn't work for him. So I don't even know how he did it. And the second thing is he was not athletic. Like he was athletic for somebody who was six, eight, six, nine, but he wasn't athletic. When you think about an athlete, like we give Larry, we don't, people give Larry Bird a lot of shit for not being athletic. Magic Johnson was slightly more athletic than Larry Bird. Like, so we started like, we got to pretend like, we got to stop pretending like Magic Johnson was just some supreme athlete. He just was a guy who was different. He was an alien. He was a mutant. Um, and one of the reasons why I can't, I used to not fuck with Magic Johnson is because he denied my Sixers multiple championships. So it was like one of these things where I'm just like, motherfucker, like that, that, what they always go to about Magic, jump center at, as a rookie. That was against the fucking Sixers and Daryl Dawkins. Like yeah, I've, seen that shit. Hook like, shot. Cool, I've seen his hook shot way more than I'd like to. It's insane. It's insane. So like, and, and he always, Magic Johnson, I know he was called Tragic Johnson, like his second finals in the league or something and all that kind of stuff. But Magic Johnson to me. Yeah, he wasn't dealing of, with anything at that point. You did. So like, he's one of those guys who not only killed it on the court and is arguably the greatest point guard of all time, but he probably is better as a businessman than he was a basketball player. And his prime got cut in half, not in half. That's a lie. His prime got cut short when he had to retire in 1991-92 for those seasons. He came back in like 94, 95 and still put up respectable numbers as a guy who was overweight, uh, was no longer the same Magic Johnson. So he still had like and he just went to the finals the year um, before he retired against the Bulls. Yep. So like they were he was still Magic Johnson and then he had to stop and he still is considered the greatest point guard of all time. So shout out to Mag Irvin Magic Johnson. You can get and, and a rare spelling of Irvin. I, I feel like you don't see the EA all that often. You don't. Yeah, it's like er Irvin. Irvin. Yeah, Irvin. Yeah, Irvin. Maybe he's Irish. Irvin. Irvin. You think that's Vin Baker's name? He's an no, Irvin. I think, is, I think Vin Baker's name is Vincent Baker. That would make more sense. Yep, Vincent Lamont. Damn. Lamont's also a name that you don't hear enough of. Lamont Jordan. Give me another. No, <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta so shout out to the magic, man. Shout out to Lamont. Whose name is Lamont? It's going to cue us up for Connecticut so. Governor Ned Lamont. You know, my guy Neddy. I don't know. If, I don't want to say anything about him. I don't know what, what his policies are. I don't want to say anything. I shouldn't be. I heard he's trying to ban lobster rolls. Fuck him. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I, I have a feeling we're going to talk about magic. I think a little more next week. Yeah, well, I had to tee us up for that. And uh, I think one day we should have a conversation about what are you willing willing to give up for the greater good of everybody else. Like if I was like, yo, yo, Ivan, we can get universal health care, but we got to get rid of every shellfish that ever was created. Mm. See, like, I think that we will have to have that conversation one day. Like we're just like, how good of a people are we really, as opposed to what we want to pretend to be. Yeah, I used to always give that one. It's like, all right, in this hand, there's world peace. In this side, there's a lump sum of money. What's your number? To a certain degree, the world economy would collapse if there was like world peace. So, like 20 bucks. 
but it'd be nice. No, also, also, we, we can still talk about Magic next week too because he is a thirty-three. So I should, I should, we should mention that. Oh yeah, for sure. Come, I'm, I'm listening. That was a double entendre of an answer. We got this. We, <laughs> we got, you know, we got probably three of the best college basketball players ever coming up next week. Just as a, that's so de- a definite. That's not a problem. That's a definite. Yeah, those three might be the top twenty greatest basketball players in college history, and they're not anywhere from. Four- they ain't twenty. <laughs> I'd say it's just one, two, three. You know, put them wherever you'd like, but it's one, two, three, head and shoulders above the rest. <laughs> I mean, Jameer's number wasn't thirty, but it's neither here nor there. What, how should we start this, good sir? Because I got a random. It's not a random thoughts. I heard somebody. Else, I heard other people talking about it and made my head spin a little bit, and I wanted to throw it out here. But where would you like to begin? This is a philosophical conversation, or we should, should we start with Connor and MGK? This is a philosophical conversation that's based in current day facts. Okay, let's get the bullshit out of the way first. Bad look for Conor McGregor. <laughs> Real bad look. I said to someone, I was like, someone was like, yeah, do you know like what happened? I was like, doesn't matter. Does not matter. It does not matter. It's a bad look. Because- when it was like, he punched an old guy in the bar. What did he say to him? Who cares? No, <laughs> you can't just be punching old dudes yeah. in a bar. <laughs> but this, this one's even worse. Dog, you're on a red carpet. First of all, why are you at the VMAs? All right, I'll, I'm happy you you reversed and started with that. Like, don't start with the red carpet. No, no. Where was the red carpet? It's the fucking VMAs. Connor, you don't make music. You don't sell music. And I've never seen you in a music video. Why are you at the VMAs? Yeah. I, I second, I, second point is, dog, you got one leg. You're at the VMAs with a cane. What the fuck are you doing? That, that's where I was like, even if you've been like, uh, I'll be at the VMAs. Once you break your leg, that's a fair excuse to be like, not going to make it. Man, they didn't invite Connor McGregor before he broke his leg. That's true. So you think they had those tickets on ice for the last six months? No. I didn't even know the VMAs happened. I was like, oh, this is the VMAs, and I'm making music. I was like, oh, the VMAs is tonight. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, but someone was like, oh, did you, like, read anything about what happened? I was like, I don't care. It doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. matter. MGK matter. can talk as much shit as he wants to Conor McGregor. If, if Conor wants to turn and be like, dog, I'll knock your lights out if you actually want to scrap, then just walk away. There's no win for Conor. Why are you throwing knocks, a drink, dog? If he knocks MGK out, he's, he's got CTE to. for sure. If I'm, he gets beat up, then that's a loss as well. If he even, it, I don't. There's nothing that where he comes out looking good. That's the crazy. Never. Unless the he only away. way, the only way he comes out looking good is if he just started rapping kill shot. That would have been good. Throwing the drink. That would be. I would cool. say Megan Fox would like look like a boss in that whole situation because she seemed like totally unfazed by it. She was just walking. Listen, I don't care at all about Megan Fox. I don't care at all about the relationship. But if she wants um, to care I, about me, I definitely care. Eh, whatever. But I've never been a big Megan Fox person anyway. But for me, I don't know if that was real or a publicity stunt. Because <clears throat> one, once again, why the fuck is Connor at the VMAs? That's one. And then two is like, why is Connor and MGK near each other at the VMAs? Like, don't they usually separate motherfuckers by tears? Like, isn't it like... Hey, this is a uh, this is the most well known combat athlete in the world right now, outside of Floyd Mayweather Jr., who has one leg. Let's put him over here with the guy who may make it in rock and roll. Yeah, because I know he was there to present Bieber with some. Who was? Connor. He's pre- what? What the fuck does Justin Bieber and Conor McGregor have in common? Mutual respect, apparently. But like, the, so that, and that was the other thing that was really weird to me in the whole situation is like, Megan Fox and 
uh, MGK are like at UFC events, like pretty frequently. I would have thought that they would have been like kind of cool at least. Like they were there at Connor's last fight. I was like, I, I just, I'm still struggling to see like what, like who, like how did it get Listen, that Ivan, serious? Ivan, I don't know. Ivan, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. You think right Connor now. has CT? No. Uh, I'm gonna tell he's you just crazy. That, no, he he's too smart right now to have CT. I think that he's too not not smart. He's too he's too witted. Right, he has his wit is still too good for me to think he has CTE. So he doesn't I think sound like brain, Tito's. I think his saying. brain moves still too fast for me to think he has CTE. Um, but I'll say this: over the pandemic. I made up a lot of different phrases and sayings like I tend to do even before the pandemic. And one that I'm going to share with you and our listeners and anybody can take this with you. Just remember, you cite your source, reach the MC. Don't try to make sense out of nonsense or you'll end up broke. Yep. It just don't make sense. We got to accept it for what it is. Don't try to squeeze it into like, no, 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 fuck. That shit don't make no sense. It's stupid. We got to like, we got to call it stupid is as stupid does. And it's and we call stupid Tito Ortiz. We're going, we're going to get to that, too. To me, I don't know if I don't know if it's possible for Connor to ruin his legacy as a fighter, but he's doing what he can. He's working when he hard the, when he threw the dolly at the bus. That started that, it for me. That's like pushed, I, the, the, the crazy thing is like that's not even like top five of things that people remember right now about him. No, man, exactly. And to me, that's when it started when I was like, dog. And he was getting in trouble before that, but to me, that's where I was like, now that one at least you were, I was able to jail. like excuse for the short term, be like, I guess you were standing up for your boy. A weird way of showing it. When you start going to jail, that's yeah. what I'm just like. I, th- I think it was the old man for me. I was like, uh, that was after the dolly. It was the dolly. I was like, okay, that was a, he's never really done that before. He's, you know, backing his boy, whatever. Dog, you know what's funny about the whole thing? The bus was barely moving, right? Hey, Connor, you really want to do something? Knock on, on the, the door. Bus. They're going to stop for you. Go on the bus. See how it works out. Just go on the bus. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not like the dolly was going 50 miles an hour on a highway. You had to catch up to it. That bitch was moving maybe five miles an hour. No, not even. <laughs> I don't have it even started rolling. It literally started. It came out. It just started turning when he threw the dolly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's, the old it's man tough look. got you. It's a tough look. Yeah, so old, old man, man was the you. first one where I was like, "There's no spin." I, I even th- that was the moment. It was like, "There's no spin for this." I even looked past the racist comments towards Floyd Mayweather Jr. because I knew they were trying to sell a fight. Yeah, Floyd's going to get into your skin. I didn't. It was, didn't really phase me at all. And then he started saying he's black now because he's wearing the furs and shit. I'm like, okay, cool. No, he like, said whatever. he's black from the waist down. Yeah, I was gonna say the whole thing, but yeah, yeah, sure. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I it's like you. one of these things where it's just like, at what point do we just look at him like at what point do we treat him like we treat the other 32? Where we forget about everything you did on the field or on your play when we look at all the shit you did or did not do on your personal life. I don't know that he's that close to 30. I didn't say he's that close. I said at what would be the point? Like, think about it, punching elderly people, trying to fight probably a woman and a guy at the VMAs. Throwing a dolly through a window where there's women on that bus. Like, it's, it's rent talking about somebody's wife who literally donates his money and time to children. Like, what, 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 <laughs> where's the line where we stop being like, we don't care how good of a fighter you are? I think it's kind of there. I, I think we're kind of already at that point that when people talk about Conor McGregor, it's, it's no longer like, I can't wait to watch Conor McGregor. It's like, 
why are we giving this guy more fights and more publicity? Like, you know, the other thing is I think people have reached a point where it's like he hasn't been successful enough to get away with shit. See, I disagree because the UFC made it possible for people who didn't deserve things to get things they didn't deserve because of their names. And I'm not saying that's Connor, but I'm saying like the UFC doesn't just, it doesn't, I mean, that's the business it rarely of goes over only merit though. It rarely goes over only merit. Look how they treated Mighty Mouse. They traded possibly the greatest fighter pound for pound ever for a guy with one hit. I mean, look how they treated Dustin Poirier. Look how they treated Jose Aldo. Like, it's just... You got these knocked are, out and forgotten about, basically. These, these are royalty. In yeah. sport. But he wasn't even supposed to fight Conor McGregor when he got knocked out. No. Like, he, he was not supposed... He wasn't even ranked. It was just like... Well, no, he, no. He was fighting... Because Conor won the interim. But that, you could argue... But he wasn't supposed to be fighting Conor because Conor shouldn't have been fighting for the interim. Like, literally... Well, just, no, no, no. Actually, no. That, no, I, I'm, I'll defend Conor here because Conor was supposed to fight Aldo. Aldo pulled out and for the real belt. And then... Chad stepped in and they fought for the intern. But when you when you look at him getting that double champ status, he didn't earn it with his fights in that division, in that weight class. He was fighting a completely different weight class, and UFC was like, well, we like you here, so you can go fight there. That's not Man, earning a shot star. at another champ. Well, yeah. That's not that, that's like that's saying the biggest, Amanda, that's the biggest gripe I have with all combat sports, I think. Well, you don't they don't well, not I no, I can't speak about now because nobody's fighting each other in boxing. But when when champions in boxing used to fight each other. They didn't say, hey, you're a middleweight. Go fight at, at welterweight. That wasn't what it was. You got to come up and be like, no, you beat the contender over here. You got to go do that. Like back when in the 80s when the four kings were out here with Sugar Ray Leonard um, and Tommy Hearns and Marvin Hagler and, and it just like in um, Roberto Duran, these motherfuckers were fighting each other and being like, oh, I beat Roberto. So now I fight you, but you beat me. So now you fight Tommy. Like it wasn't like, hey, Roberto, we know that you were fighting at lightweight come take this title shot at middleweight just because you're Roberto Duran. Like, nah, it Is was that earned in October, in by the way, speaking of guys that are finally fighting each other, is that October fury? Cool. Uh, that is in October. Cause I just saw a commercial about it over the weekend. Okay. I think it's like a first weekend or yeah, second weekend October 9th. October. I just took a look. You, do you think that ends any differently than the last one? Mm, yeah. I think it goes to full distance. Okay. Same, same winner though. Yeah, same one. I think Tyson I Fury is, is arguably the most skilled heavyweight since Muhammad Ali. I I trust your knowledge more than mine, but I would also agree. And he's six fucking eight. Like, what nine. do you do with that? Sorry, six nine. What do you? Nice. I don't tr- always always make athletes one inch shorter because I don't trust that shit. But I feel like when you get past <laughs> six six, well, that's what I was really saying matter. about because when I was watching the Pats game this past weekend, someone was like, "Oh, how how tall is Mac Jones?" I was like, "I don't know. Let's take a look." And I was like, six three. I was like. If you're listed at 6'3", at quarterback, you're 6'1". You're 6'1 and a quarter. Yeah. And that like quarter if you're 6'4 you. and above, that's probably legit. Yeah. Like, I depending do think Tom Brady depending is on the 6'4". Sport. Depending on the sport. No, I know. But I'm saying, like, in position, I think, matters, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, if you're a quarterback like, and you're 6'4 and above, you're 6'4 and above. Yeah, but if you're 6'2", sure. you're 5'11". A hundred percent. Like, they say Charles Barkley was 6'5". I don't believe Charles. I think Charles Barkley might be six three and a half. They said he might ben be Wallace way, way was like six nine. Yeah, they said Dennis Rodman was what six nine. I don't believe that. Yeah. And they say, <laughs> well, well, that's like the class. My favorite one is KD and Boogie. They say Boogie's six eleven, and KD and then KD's six nine. And then there was a picture of them on the USA team. He looks and like KD was two. a good inch or two. Looks like he's seven Boogie. two. Yeah. 
That was like Tim Duncan. He was like, I don't want to be known as a seven-footer. So he's 6'11". No, you're and KG not. KG had that, too. And KG yeah. had that. You're, you're a seven-footer. Just take it. Like, I would love – if somebody was like, hey, Reese, man, I'm sorry to tell you what you're seven-foot. I'd be like, why are you sorry? Yeah. Why are you sorry? Now I have to get, you know, heightened doorways? What a shame. <laughs> <laughs> like, dog, I'm going to be fine. I'm a, I can make a quick million. I feel like when you are like at minimum – You're born with a party trick. If you are if you are either shorter than four nine or taller than six five, you have a million dollars guaranteed if you if you work marginally hard for a year. Yeah, because there's there's just trades that are going to give you a shot just because. Yep. And like, again, you have a built-in party trick Not where you can do one. shit that other people can't do. Not touching that one. So, um, what's up with your man? Tito? I said what I said. Um. Okay. One, that fight should have never happened. Both of them. Um, two, Anderson still got hands. Three, maybe the weirdest thing to come out of it. Kind of, th- this falls in a nice aside to the it doesn't matter thing with Connor and MGK. Did you see the video that Tito put out? Um, no. flying home, he was like, Oh, Anderson's such a nice guy. He's sitting in first class uh, on his flight home. He's like, Oh, Anderson Silva, you know, such a class act. Gave my girl his first class ticket. And it was like, so she was sitting coach. <laughs> like, Wait, so Tito was in first class. Tito was in first class. His girl was gonna be in coach. Wait, pause, pause, pause. No, pause, <laughs> pause, pause. Give me, give me one second. Give me, give me a quick t- ten second time. Hold yeah. on, hold on. Let me just let that marinate. You can have a full if you want it. No, just give me the twenty. Just give me the twenty to partial. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker posted a video about how amazing Anderson Silva is because he gave up his first class seat so that Tito Ortiz's girlfriend can sit with him in first class because he was already there. Am I getting this story correct? As far as I've understood it, yes. Why are you bragging about putting your girl in coach? (laughs) Listen here, man. Listen, I am no tough guy. I don't ever want to throw hands again in my life. I'm 50% in these street fights in my entire life, and Tito Ortiz could kill me. But that's why they make gun licenses. Listen, dog, I don't care how good you were with your hands, your feet, your heart, whatever you want to do with these combat things. Stop trying to get motherfuckers to try you, because I think posting shit like that is on purpose where you want somebody to say something so you can show how tough you are, because that makes no sense. And a lot of stuff Tito does doesn't make sense. I get it. 100 percent get it. But either you want Anderson Silva to have a threesome with you and your girl so that you can show your appreciation or you're just a ridiculous person who don't understand nuance or you realize that was fucking stupid, but you posted anyway, just to get more attention. Either way, no self-awareness. That could be number four. And I think that if three of those four answers, it is what it is. One of those answers I can't roll with. So whatever you want to do, do it in your own leisure time. I also don't think that you actually got hit, but whatever. Um, it doesn't matter if you took a dive because I don't believe, I don't think Anderson Silva was in on the dive, but I don't believe Tito Ortiz got slept. I've never seen Tito Ortiz slept even in when he was fighting mixed martial arts. Yeah. Chuck never really, he never slept him. Yeah. No, he didn't sleep him. He knocked him out. Of course, but he didn't sleep him. And that, and that was Chuck in his prime in four ounce gloves. Right. And they were wearing 16 ounce gloves. If I'm not mistaken, which is what you use to train and sometimes sparring. Yeah, those are pillows. A hundred percent. So, like, I don't, I, I don't, and box is my second favorite sport. All of this shit is demoralizing for me, man. Like, it's, it's, it sucks, man, that boxing is, is, boxing has always been kind of a circus. I get that. However, 
it was a skilled circus. There's a difference between Ringling Brothers and the shit that comes in the carnival sites. Yeah, there was a difference between Ringling Brothers and the shit that comes to your local town fair. Like it was like they both might be circuses, but one's jumping through flaming hoops and the other one's letting you pet chickens. Not the same type of shit. I'm with that chicken life though, you know. Hey, ball out, man, ball out. But like this shit is is it's, it's sad, man. And and I just read a story. I saw I saw it and I read the story two weekends ago. An 18 year old Mexican fighter, this woman, is dead now because the way she got knocked out in a sanctioned boxing match, like gone. And like I watched the video because I was like, let me see how this. Because in my mind, I was like, maybe she was fine and then she just died in the hospital. This She's girl. Out. I think she died in the ring, but they just kept her alive for a couple hours in the hospital. Like you could see it. And it was just like, fuck. And these are women fighting. No offense, but this is these are women fighting. She was 18 and and not to be stereotypical, but in the history of boxing, Mexicans are the sh- toughest motherfuckers to get out of there. That was like that was like the one thing with <laughs> to, to circle back to Connor. That this was like how you knew it was a way bigger thing than just boxing was when they said that that was a racist comment. By uh, Connor to Floyd was like, and I think this is something that people that don't watch fighting kind of religiously, especially boxing, um, feel is some sort of slight. And it's really not like being compared to a Mexican in in the realm of boxing or fighting is arguably the greatest compliment that you can be given. Um, Like, I I don't know if you remember when uh, Floyd and Connor post fight where Connor was like I made him fight like a Mexican and like that was the thing that everyone was upset and saying yeah. was racist from Connor I was like no that was just a pure compliment like yeah I mean, it comes off a little weird if you don't understand the context but that's an ultimate compliment in fighting no bullshit man yeah it, it's, it's technically racial I'm not gonna say it's racist it's racial it's stereotypical and it holds some type of bias but I can say this every time in high school where all of the white kids got mad because I was faster than them and they said, no, that's not fair. You're black. I was like, I mean, technically, no, but I'll take it. Like, I was like, I was yeah, it's like how we like, talk about our hair, you know, I was straight up like, all right, whatever. Like, because to me, you know what it was to me, that means in your mind, you already lost. So I've already beat you before we even race, before we ever play. So I'm not going to give up my psychological advance, even if it's kind of fucked up. I'm going to let that shit ride. And. Some stereotypes I don't get offended by at all because I'm like, oh, you're saying I'm athletic. That's what you got. Well, my people did pick cotton and hot fields for 400 years. I feel, I feel like I should have some type of physiological mutation. <laughs> you get some advantage. Something like give me something. <laughs> if, if if for 400 years, I haven't black people pick cotton in the field in the blazing heat for nothing. And then we ended up being and we ended up being getting, worse athletes than the white smoked in the hundred meter dog. <laughs> dog. We might actually have a racial riot. We might actually try to kill y'all motherfuckers. We might be like, dog, we did all that for this to take place fifth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine that you know 200 years of slavery just for jesse owens to Yo, come fifth in the 100 meter in front of hitler imagine yeah. <laughs> imagine if jack johnson got knocked out by every white fighter we would like we would lose our shit we'd be like imagine if every 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 boxing champion came from a rich neighborhood we would fucking lose our shit we'd be like dog can't have everything <laughs> by the way shout out because this is uh not no knowledge i'm sure you know this um, but shout out to the silver medalist in that famous Jesse Owens hundred meter, and his brother. So you, we you know who you know who came second, right? The hundred meter dash. Yeah, in thirty six. I gotta get his first name right. 
I feel like it's an athlete that was also an athlete somewhere else, but not just track and field. But I can't remember the names. Uh, maybe, maybe it wasn't the hundred, but he was on the U.S. Olympic team. Um, that cool, year. cool, Papa Joe. No, um, I mean he would have won the gold if he was running. So obviously he didn't get silver. Well, yeah. Well, he, here's the thing. He he was in that race. People don't know this. Um, he finished it so far before everyone else that he was taking a nap and missed the medal ceremony. <laughs> it's true. I can believe it, man. I can um, it was it. Uh, Mac Robinson, Matthew Robinson. Matthew Robinson. Yep. What is yeah. he famous for? Uh, his brother, primarily. Which Who was who? Uh, Jack. Jack, yep. <laughs> see that's why i knew it was like a, another sport i was like yeah i know it's about another so sport. yeah he's best track. known for winning the silver medal at the 1936 summer olympics uh where he broke the olympic record in the 200 meter but still finished behind jesse owens <laughs> you know what's funny about that do you think that he told jackie you got to be the first one up because i got because because jesse, jesse owens stole my beat. thunder <laughs> <laughs> he stole my thunder i could have been the motherfucker america looked to but now look at him <laughs> he finished point like 0.4 seconds is like a pretty decent margin in, in track and field. So he beat the world record and still lost by 0.4 seconds. So I will say this about that, though. Think about what they were running into. Like, that's what's so crazy about those old records was like, dog, they were basically running in slippers with spikes on them. Like, that shit is insane. Yeah, it's like watching Wilt or Bill Russell jump, knowing what they were landing on. Oh, no, you can't even nothing. say that. That's like watching any NBA game before the 1986s. Yeah. Like, because they all were wearing Converse. Like, it was just straight up like, uh, Dr. J was out there. Larry, Larry was Magic. out there in Converse's. Magic was out there in Converse. That shit is Well, insane. here's the thing. So, so here's a good thing. Or um, shell tools. I mean, wait, think about that. We need to you give them more respect when we say tools. they weren't athletic. They may have just been like, I can't actually try and be athletic because my, my bones will break. I would love to see Allen Iverson try to cross Michael Jordan over in some in some uh, shell toe Adidas. <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see if it's possible. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd still back your guy there, dog. But you know what's crazy? I shouldn't say shell toes because shell toes probably. I mean, I've worn many shell toes in my life. They are some of the stiffest motherfucking sneakers you can own. However, however, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the all-time leading scorer in NBA history, and he wore shell toes. Adidas. So maybe it's not the shell toes. Maybe I'll go with the Clyde Drexler. No, I mean the Clyde, the Clyde Frazier Pumas. Try to fucking cross somebody yeah. over in some low top Clydes or some. Speaking Chuck of Taylor's. Allen, though, I, I was so happy. I've been watching this show with my folks since being home. Have you watched Ted Lasso yet? Never seen an episode. Okay, so I only started it this week. I'm I'm in season two now because I've been. I know about it. Though. People love it. I've never but, met somebody. There's so like much because it. It, you'd love it because I think for the same reasons I do. It's because I can watch it and I understand every American reference in it, obviously. Okay. And then I also understand a lot of the nuanced British stuff at this point, which makes everything funnier. But there was a point where I was watching it and he was getting into a, an argument with one of his players. And he goes, we're talking about practice. And he just said that. And I was like, oh, here we go. And, and like me and my dad are cracking up. My mom has no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and he just and he does like the full Allen Iverson. He goes, not the game. <laughs> not the game, not the game that I would die for. Practice. That I put it on the line for every day. But practice. Yeah. No, and like he hit all the little lines too in there. And I was like, so many people had to have watched this. I had no idea what was going on. Oh, my God. I don't know. I, Iverson is is international. Like I watched, yeah. I watched him go to China one time. And I was like, 
what the fuck? Like, we love him in Philly. Like, he is Philadelphia. Yeah, he, he even walking he's around Virginia. with Yao Ming. Who's that guy with Allen Iverson? Dog. I was like, <laughs> I think Allen Iverson is the reason why Japanese people look black. You know when they do like the break dance and then they got the low riders like they Mexican. I feel like Iverson did came he, over he, to Asia and they were like, he we could do this. Tattoos? Huh? I feel like he did. He did he have tattoos? He's Asian. Yeah, he has Asian tattoo on his neck. Okay, yeah, he has. Uh, I think it's Mandarin. Okay, because well, that, I I couldn't remember if I was just confusing him with Kenyon Martin with the Kenyon Martin Jeremy Lin thing. Kenyon, which Kenyan also, by the way, yep. that was an all time Harvard comeback in that whole debacle. Um, but yeah, I, I knew I knew Allen had something. I just couldn't remember. All right, I'm gonna say something controversial. And we're gonna switch topics as soon as I say it. Perfect. I'm gonna keep it real, Jeremy Lin. I've played basketball a lot of my life, a lot, a lot. Like, I'm not anymore because I'm washed, but growing up, I played a lot of basketball. Somebody calling you coronavirus on a court don't really hit, man. It don't really hit. Like, I get it. You should feel offended 100%, not taking away from your feelings. But I remember when that happened, we stopped everything. It was like, y'all calling motherfuckers corona? And I'm like, have you heard what motherfuckers call people on the court? Like I was like that, that that got more coverage. Well, I think that speaks more to the media necessarily. Like yeah. because I think he has been notoriously good about taking racial comments in stride. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you remember the ESPN one. Oh um, yeah, no, I like Jeremy Lin. Yeah, heavy. Like, I'm a was, big Jeremy Lin guy. Yeah, but it wasn't about him feeling a kind of way. It was more about how it was portrayed. Like allegedly, Kevin Garnett told Carmelo Anthony, "Your wife tastes like honey nut crunch or honey nut honey." Honey materials. Yep. Mm-hmm. What? Sure that's did. fucking cr- dog. Shout out Lala. Dog. Well, not anymore. Not married, but dog. Oh, that's crazy. That, do you think that played a factor? <laughs> so, some current issues I want to get into. Some current topics. Uh, also, also <laughs> shout out to the KG Joakim Noah. Also, one of my favorite pieces of shit talk. <laughs> hey, right, Kevin. I used to have your poster on my wall. Fuck you. So the, <laughs> I'm moving on because it's gonna go down into a bad rabbit hole of us talking shit about shit. Um, so question I have for you. So I have yeah. three things I really want to hit you with, and I want to know your opinion. So we can do a rapid fire, we can do more thought provoking. What you want, what you feeling? Or do you want to hear the topics and you decide as you go? Yeah, yeah, let's go one by one. Hit them. Has China already waged the new world war against America to start off? And the reason why I ask, the reason why I ask is because, and not even because we owe them a trillion dollars or whatever it is, because I treat that like I treat Uncle Sam when it comes to my student loans. You ain't getting that. Come come get it in blood. You're going to get that when I die. Good luck. Like, that's not how I look at that trillion dollar deficit. Whatever. I don't care. But because if I'm not mistaken, all or almost all of the fentanyl created in the world is made in China. And somehow is getting into every single drug that America has. That's technically an illegal drug. But this is where it gets a little bit more dicey for me, though, Ivan. I just found out. I didn't just find out. I found out a couple of weeks ago. But it was confirmed to me today that they're putting that shit on weed, too. And as you've seen, it takes one, what, one sixteenth of a penny of fentanyl to kill somebody. So has China already started a war with America, but we haven't realized it yet. Um, maybe, but at the same time, I don't think we can say that someone else is starting a world war when we're basically dealing with a internal civil war and we're also not helping the cause by like not allowing Purdue Pharma, for example, to be sued for opiate related deaths. 
They just got sued and lost the lawsuit. No, they, they can't just, be sued anymore, though. Not anymore, but they did just get sued and lost a lawsuit a couple few yeah, weeks ago. That, that's cool. Now they can't be sued anymore. They should be able to yeah, get sued jeopardy. up the ass. Double jeopardy, yeah. No, it wasn't but, that. Uh, it was like they got it approved. We're like, oh, you can't blame us for our issues. But all right, so I think that's a little different, though, because oh, yeah, I'm just so sick of blaming other people. I think it's more but, of a America has like, a fractured ego thing. But this is what I'll say. I, I, I 100% agree with you with that. But when it comes to illegal drugs, right? I know I've grown up with drug dealers. I probably still know quite a few drug dealers in my life, right? Allegedly. I've no, this is definite. <laughs> I've never oh, yeah. met a drug I think, dealer. I think, here's the other thing. If you don't know anyone that you could be a plug for drugs, get better friends. Step your life up. Step your life up. <laughs> yeah. Step your life up. Every, sure. Everyone needs at least one. But peep this though. You got to know this, a guy that knows uh, a guy. I've never met a drug dealer from where I come from with a passport. Where the fuck is this fentanyl coming from? How is this shit getting cut here? Like, what's going on here? Well, so, like, what, I get, wait, but, but, but I get the opioid do. thing. I get the opioid thing 100% because heroin is basically morphine. It basically is. It's like two isotopes or something different. Like, it's literally, it's almost exactly the same. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of gray area with that. But when we talk about motherfuckers overdosing on stuff that isn't even around in America, allegedly, that shit is crazy. Yeah, and that's like, I, I forget when I learned this or who I heard it from. I don't know if it's something we've discussed before, but it's like, I, it was crazy when I learned that's like something that, um, not necessarily like the s- small local dealers, but like the big suppliers will do mm-hmm. is like intentionally lace their shit. Yeah. Knowing that definitely. it'll kill people so they, they can see how big their so they can make is. more money. Yeah, because y'all want that shit to fuck that person up. But when not they even that. It- No, it's not even that. They want to like map out how big their reach is. That's what I heard. Is like they want to be like, oh, I've reached Connecticut. Cool. But even but even that though, even that though, they would lace it with shit that's more prevalent around us. Yeah, like PCP. Like I- um, ammonia, rat poison, like all of that kind of crazy shit. But that shit you can Deer buy in a grocery way. store. Fentanyl? Yeah, it's serious. And you put it on weed where you can't even overdose on weed, but you're putting it on weed. Like, this shit sounds crazy to me. Mm. Like, I get it. Because, like, you can say, like, if somebody overdosed on cocaine, because technically you can. You can say yeah. someone overdose on heroin, because technically you can't overdose on weed, but you're putting right. it on weed. Like, what? That's crazy. It does seem nonsensical. It, 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 feels like, it feels like there is a lot of under... I mean, it always feels like this with drugs, but there's an underlying focus on what's happening here. Like, it's wild to me. Like, it takes, like, one-sixteenth of a penny of fentanyl. One-sixteenth compared to a whole penny. One-sixteenth of a penny of fentanyl for you to overdose fatally. And this shit is just on everything? It's crazy. That's a thing that even exists. Like, nothing needs to be that powerful. No. No. Imagine, I thought about this. Imagine if you were just out at the park, like going on a jog or playing football or playing basketball. And somebody just throws that shit in the air. Do you just die? Like, is that just what happens? Like, if it just gets in your eye or some shit, like, is it just or do you got to take it in a certain kind of way? Like, I thought about all this. shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Damn, these masks are looking better long term. I got big ass eyes, man. Ski, that shit have come right ski in my goggles. eyes. I'm going to go ski goggles. Uh, my shit. You see these big ass blinkers? These motherfuckers. I feel like yeah, I could be you better close them eyes quick. I don't think I can, man. I got to see what's going on. I'm like, oh, what's happening? Ugh, dead. 
Ain't that? But that's I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just tripping. But like, okay. So I hope you're not tripping on fentanyl. But so so yay or nay? Has China already waged a war that's going to become a world war? But we don't know it yet. No, I think I I think there's a better argument for we've waged a world war in the last twenty years that we haven't acknowledged as something that we did. Why are you bringing up old shit? Okay, next topic. This is breaking news as of eight nineteen p.m. Eastern time. I haven't looked at my phone, so shoot. The U.S. is holding more than 9,000 people under a bridge near Texas, your old stomping grounds, as a surge of migrants, mostly from Haiti, overwhelms the Border Patrol. Thoughts? Interesting from Haiti. That's a, it's a trip. Especially right now, it's frankly impressive. And the fact um, that they already made it over is also very impressive. Because it was too many of them to stop. That's wild. Strength in numbers. I don't know. Women don't support women according to the statistics, but that's a different topic. Thoughts about these 9,000. Yeah, I'm not going to touch that one. Um, It's a different episode. When we finally hmm. put a woman athlete in our intro. No, I I did for 13, I think. Pretty sure I did for 13. Anyway. Hmm. What are my thoughts? I think, as per usual, America needs to be more thoughtful of where America came from. Hmm. Tell me more. Most of the ancestors of people who now live in America, not all, because there are people like yourself that do carry Native American heritage. Blackfoot and Cherokee will be out here. Um, but pretty much everyone was seeking some sort of sanctuary. Hmm. The pilgrims, they were seeking religious sanctuary. Um, the beautiful part of American history is apart from all the shitty stuff that people did when they went seeking said, uh, freedoms is it's supposed to be this, you know, melting pot of culture and a place where anyone can achieve their goals. Um, I, you know, I, I am someone where, yes, I, I would prefer that if people intend to immigrate, like doing it legally was awesome. However, I also understand how long of a process that can be and how shitty it can be to where it's really not fair to the people trying to immigrate. Um, if you really look into those things, like it takes years and years and years. That's not fair for people seeking some of these uh, sanctuary type uh, arrangements. Um, I wish there was a better process in place for people where it's like, if you're going to resort to getting on a boat, pro- pro- well, I don't know. They may have flew. If you're going to put in the effort to come from Haiti and go to Texas and then be like, I'm just going to figure it out there. I wish there was a more boots on the ground approach to being like, clearly this person is in dire need of help. It's not like, oh, they're trying to immigrate from Spain. They want to be able to work in the States. You know, they have a little time before they need to do that. Cool, cool, cool. No, they put their life on the line in search of a better life. We need to have a more empathetic approach to that. 
And I think that's where asylum, it's the way I read it, is supposed to come from. But I think there's a, a deeper, darker criminal link here. <clears throat> I said this bring before. The no, I said I said this before, and I'll say it again. I think one of the reasons why America doesn't help Haiti specifically is because it's the only, it's the first and only country that was ever liberated by slaves. And I think they hold that real. I think I really do think that they hold that as a grudge. Even though we have no connection really to Haiti, the motherfuckers that got liberated weren't Americans. All of that is true. But I think that America, because think about it, when Japan had that nuclear meltdown, we were there in what, 48 hours or something like that? Like it was like, oh, yeah, we got to go over there and help Japan. When India just had their last disaster, I'm pretty sure America came through. But when you think about places where freed slaves dwell, in our area, because the Caribbean is right there, in our area, because we go to the Dominican Republic because it's the same fucking island. In our area, right, America pretends like we can't do anything or we drag our feet. Every time something happens in New Orleans, we just be like, ain't that crazy? And we keep that shit pushing. It's just like, Flint. dog, Flint, same thing. Haiti, but Yeah, right that's there. my thing. Like, I'm, I'm all for trying to help out other countries. It, dog, we got enough shit to worry about. Oh, we got more than enough shit to worry about. But yeah, worry I, I about just hate shit. like this false nationalism. Flint still don't got power. water, it's dog. Crazy for like a decade now. It's crazy. Like they still don't got water. I was in high think school a, when that happened. I think. Think about this. Think about this. Right? We wasted more water with the ALS challenge, and people still don't even know what ALS is than we actually gave to Flint. Fact. But yeah, people are about that social media trend. And never forget, Rasheed Wallace drove his own truck there to drop off pilots of water. Real one. Real one, dog. But, like, that shit is demoralizing, man. Like, sometimes when I wake up and I think about what if somebody throws a, fl- a fentanyl pack in the air and, and blow that shit up, we all going to overdose. Think about if the tap water stops working in a major city or a semi-major city. Because Flint's not a major city, but a semi-major city. And the government it's like is the like a, third or fourth biggest city in Michigan. Yeah, but Michigan is not that big of a state, though. I think that's why, too. Yeah, well. no, like, that. that's what drives me crazy, I guess. And this comes back to Haitian people, you know, seeking refuge is, like, I wish we could dispel with this fiction of like what Americanism is mm-hmm. where when people are wanting to immigrate. So like, here, here's the thing. And this is the big catch 22. If there are people that are like, stop the illegal immigrants. This is America. Like we're Americans. But then if you caught them outside of that context and be like, Oh, like what's your, like, Tell me about your background. They're like, oh, I'm Italian. I'm Irish. They never say I'm American. Mm -mm. So, you know, you can't play both sides of that fence to me. Oh, think about it. It's illegal to wear the American flag as clothes. That's actually against the law in America. Yeah, it's against the flag code. Polo, Ralph Lauren Polo, their logo literally has an American flag, and we wear that. They are a sponsor for the Olympics. We wear those clothes, and every time you win a medal, you put the American flag around your shoulders as if it is a towel. Yep. We don't really care about this shit. We just pretend we can't even you can't even raise a flag that's not a military flag. I think you can raise military flags higher, but every other flag you can't raise it higher than an American flag. Texas flag property at the same height. Yeah, that's the only one. Okay, yeah, on your own property. That says a lot, man. That says that tells you what the game is. Even if you pretend like this shit is all equal and we all are good, it's not. It's not that reality. So for me, either we fighting against it or we are part of it. 
You know, either we fighting against the fentanyl or we or we fighting or or we accepting it to happen. Either we fighting for Haiti and all these other migrants who are escaping because they would die if they don't escape or are we allowing it to happen. Like to me, there's no in between. There is no middle ground. And one more topic for you before we break this whole thing up. You ready? I'm ready. This fucked me up. I mean, everything I ever said just just said fuck me up, too. But this really fucked me up earlier this week. In New Orleans, deaths tied to Hurricane Ida were mostly caused by heat after a huge power outage left residents embroiling apartments for days. That massive hurricane that came through and we heard about how it ravaged and so many people died. Most people in New Orleans died because they were broiling in their own apartments because there was no power for air conditioning. Thoughts? Thoughts and prayers don't save lives. That shit is fucking They cooked to death. That is fucking crazy. That's, that's like that's literally shit that we talk about. And like, oh, at least we're not that country. Or when the apocalypse comes. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, man. You know, it's like that. That's like the the stuff that was talked about. You know, not to compare it to, I suppose, but like with nine eleven. It's like talking about like you know when your last choice is like, do I jump out of this twenty story building because it's at least better than being burned to death. Like that, mm. there's no alternative. It's just like, well, time to cook. Like that's not fair, and we need to stop acting like America is all holier than thou when we're letting our people die without trying to do anything to actually help them. In the same city where we let Katrina happen, like and that's we, the and thing. And we, that's the thing. I just hate all the like, and, and people give people who are all about social justice this, and, and I do think a lot of it is with merit of like the white knighting stuff Mm -hmm. and it's like but you're not putting any action behind those empty words i don't want to hear your thoughts and prayers for those affected by mount mount ida um by hurricane ida if you're not trying to actually figure out what can we do and that's not to say like because i can't get out of work and go try and go down there and help people like i can't but like don't act like you're doing these thoughts and prayers and like suddenly you're doing your civic duty. Like, you no, know look me. into humanitarian efforts. Yeah, you know me, man. Don't kind of don't bring me flowers when I died if you didn't bring me soup when I'm sick. Yeah. You know, like I'm that person where like I'm not even going to have a funeral when I die. But if I was to have a funeral, don't come to my funeral if you wasn't there for my life. Like, I really firmly feel like that. And, and I get it. People are like, well, they need their own opportunity to grieve. You can grieve at home. Come into a funeral is for sure. And that's what at your celebration of life. I'm freestyling. I'm just going to save it for that. I just want you to know that there'll probably be a lot of rappers in that building. So good luck with that. I said what I said. Listen, live on, live on. You might bring me out of my, my casket. Also, side note, <laughs> motherfuckers. Right up. What was that? What was that? <laughs> side note, motherfuckers, stop calling caskets coffins. Caskets are where people get buried in coffins or where vampires sleep in. Not the same motherfucking thing. Whatever. Well, what everybody the pharaohs have? You look good in those coffin. coffins. Yeah, pharaohs um, were coffins for sure. Pharaohs were in coffins as well. Yeah. But like these are caskets. Mummy these life. are not the same thing. Mummy in a coffin. You dig? Like, it, like every time I hear somebody say, I yeah, like a, man, I want to a, 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 a big difference. Coffin. A wood box is a coffin. 
a nice polished with nice like uh we interior but we, can't even, casket. but we can't even say that though because when you were a john doe and you die they bury you in potter's field in a in a pine box and that's a casket basically yeah maybe it's a coffin i don't fucking know but i know they're not the same thing so we got to figure out if you if you in a coffin you either was royalty in egypt or you are john doe in america if you're in a casket people care for you that's the difference, all right, people? Or you're a vampire in a, in a coffin. Yeah, you got to pay for that. I ain't going to lie. I might bring coffins back, bro. I might bring coffins back. So everybody can't figure out the difference. I might just, you know what I mean? Pull up in a coffin. Could be me. Could be pie. Never know. It could be fire. It could be fire. But those are my uh, current topics. And uh, there's some. it's a lot there. of shit going on. There's some basically things. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, there's a lot of shit going on, and we keep acting like other shit matters more. Yeah, and I, I just hate, like, as far as I'm concerned, obviously it's very different than the Civil War. As far as I'm concerned, there is a uh, psychological civil war in America. Psychological civil war in America. That's an interesting topic. Please tell me more. Um, all right, we, we can definitely get into this another time, but it, it's something I've been thinking about with like what everything happened in Afghanistan and the 13 uh, fallen soldiers at that point. And it's like, no one's here to tr- look for inclusivity and in community. It's all or one black or white, all or nothing. If you support one thing that one person does, you must support everything they do. If you denounce one thing, you have to look for everything to discredit that person. Like I was, I was thinking about this with, People that I follow and people that I care about, you know, that are like, um, oh, you know, Joe Biden, these 13 soldiers, you know, lives, the, their blood is on your hand. Wait, wait, and my response soldiers. to this. Wait, wait, wait. What 13 yeah. soldiers? Huh? What 13 soldiers? In Afghanistan. When they pulled oh, over out of Afghanistan. Oh, yeah, yeah. When the airport? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but okay. my thought is they're in a war zone, first of all. You know, and then the biggest thing with that is, would you be sharing it all over your Instagram saying the same thing if they stepped on an IED three weeks ago? Mm. Mm. No, you wouldn't. But because this is an event, you're like, oh, they 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 left. Iraq. You know, but the other thing is, like, you know, people are blaming Joe Biden. This was one of you know, Trump's biggest things that he ran on was we're going to bring our troops home. And that was one of the few things where I was like, I'm down with that. Because like, like we mentioned, I think we need to stop getting in foreign affairs when people in Flint, Michigan haven't had drinking water in eight, nine years. Hmm. Let's stop acting like we need to be the big brother to the rest of the world when we need to take care of our household. But that that's just like, it, it drives me crazy. I'm like, it's this false nationalism of like, why are we acting like that? You know, and it, it's tragic. And But it's like, suddenly it's all this one person's fault. But if they had just done it and it was an actual issue of war, which this was to a degree, you know, it's a different circumstance than stepping on like an IED or something that may happen more frequently. But you're not, you know, paying respects to every fallen soldier on your Instagram story. No, you waited for this one event because it was a way to attack someone that you disagree with. 
And I think that's the makings. And I think people share that the other way that anytime Trump said anything, you know, it was immediately discredit him. And I think in some instances he was better than he was given credit for. Um, I disagree personally with a lot of things he did, but I think there's probably, if you look at uh, taking the name off of everything that was done, he probably did implement some things that have paid some dividends, some, um, and same thing, you know, on both sides of political spectrum. Like, I just hate that there's no gray area, especially with think, politics. I don't, I don't think you're looking for gray area. I want, I want to refute that. And I want to yeah. challenge that. I think you're looking for objectivity. Yeah. I don't think that I is think gray. Right. Yeah, objectivity means compromise. Yeah, compromise, objectivity. No one's all good. No one's all bad. Nobody's all conservative. Nobody's all liberal. That's just not how the world works. Chris Rock has a great joke about it. I'm not going to go into it, but look it up. And 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 I agree with you. I think that we got to... People are people. We're complex beings, but we pretend like we're simple. And when that happens, we just look at somebody like, oh, that person's good. That person's bad. Very rarely in my short life of 45 years... I have actually seen somebody who I was like, that person's all good or that person's all bad. There's always nuance. I appreciate you saying that about me. Oh, no, you fucking suck. But there's <laughs> nuance. <laughs> Don't forget about the players you mentioned at the beginning of this episode. But there's nuance to every single thing and probably every single person. But we look at complexity. That's what makes with- humans great if you appreciate that for someone. But but the realistic part is, though, Ivan, when the last time we started appreciating nuance in the world, like the world doesn't we don't look we look. That's why America's in all these other countries, because we don't see the nuance of the way that they live their lives. We're like, no, you need democracy. So we're going to give it to you. Yep. But we don't look at it like maybe this country can't survive off democracy. Like, no, it don't matter what you can survive. Off of. It's what, it's what we know is works and is right. So here we go. But the nuance in that is even that democracy doesn't even work in America. So as we're going around the world trying to give democracy to everybody, our laws and our bylaws and our constitution and our amendments don't fit everybody. So it's nope. still a broken, a broken form of language because law is its own language, even though the system isn't broken because the system works exactly how it was intended for, for the people it was intended for. We got to look at nuance. And what you said about Trump is true. What you can say about anybody is true when it comes to stuff like that. Like Erica Badu, I'm not going to make that point because that's going to be a shit storm, but People try to find the worst in people or the best in people without looking at people as people. We sanitize, we, we demonize or we sanitize people when they die. Yep. MLK became a saint. He was the number one enemy of the government when he was alive. Mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali became a saint when he could no longer talk, but he was hated by America while he was alive and brash yep. and young and pretty because of everything he taught for him being Muslim, him not going to Vietnam. No Viet Cong never called me nigga. Like, the, like, but, but we sanitize it because we're like, oh, my God, look, Mahatma Gandhi said Africans were savages and he slept with prepubescent girls. These are facts. These are not opinions. Yep. These are facts. But when he died, it was like Mahatma Gandhi was the greatest re- revolutionary leader, whatever it's going to be. MLK studied Mahatma Gandhi when he was in prison, in jail. And that's how he came up with the nonviolence part of his movement, because they used to carry guns. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, you know what? I'm going to go this route because it gets more done. And, it, and I'm, I'm making it very simple, and it's probably much more complex than that, but that's the basic Like you said, of- there's more nuance ever than we appreciate with things, and that's to be life. And this is the challenge that I would set. Uh, it's one that I set for myself, and it's one that I think I would set for anyone. Um, and I think it probably is one that you inherently do, um, because you, like me, you're someone that 
loves playing devil's advocate because it's a lot of fun because it pisses people off sometimes. But <laughs> I do think that this is a skill that more people need to be mindful of implementation um, is there's an equilibrium that I think should be seeked or sought sought's the word um, in day-to-day life. You should be able, I believe to say one good thing and one bad thing about any person or entity. Wait, say the, say the whole thing again. So this is something that I, I've realized I've had, I, I do this, you know, and I, I don't know how I, like, I've known this since childhood, I think, cause I'm an overthinker, but I'm, you know, growing more pride in the fact that I think I can genuinely say one nice thing and one negative thing about anything or anyone. So you kind mm. of find that equilibrium to mm. where you learn to appreciate even when there seems like there's nothing to appreciate. And you also learn to not put things on a pedestal without understanding that there's shortcomings. Yeah, we're never as good as they say and we're never as bad as they say. If you can remember that, you'll stay humble. Yeah, no, I think it's a beautiful way to live. And so that that would be the challenge that I would give to to anyone listening is uh, the next time you get really, you're, you're like, I hate that person. Try and think of one nice thing you could say about them. And then the next time you think of someone that you're like, man, I worship this person. Say they really suck at this. All right. So I'm, I'm going to say that's Ivan McGovern speaking. This is what Reese MC will tell you. You can do that. And that's probably a great way to live. You still hate a motherfucker, though. But no, no, no I, I don't ever say hate anybody because that takes so much energy. That means you're t- giving true. somebody. Yeah, you're not worth my time. It. Yeah. What I would say is this, though. You can give somebody a compliment and you can give somebody, uh, uh, I don't want to say degradation. You can give somebody a compliment. You can give somebody a diss. I'll say that. That's not the way I want to say it. But criticism. Say that. Criticism. Criticism. But you also need to see people for who they are. So if a motherfucker is terrible, see them for who they are. And, and the reason why I say that is I think a lot of marriages, I think a lot of relationships in because somebody is in it because I can change this person. They will oh, do yeah. this. But no, this so is like, so like you got to see people to the truth. Yeah, yeah, there's a line to it. You can see people for who they are and still have optimism about what they could be. But you can't look at the optimism as a fact. Just the way facts aren't just the way feelings aren't facts. Optimism is also not facts. So realize that as you continue to go on, because if motherfuckers look through, look at life in rose colored glasses, that's how Hitler happened. You know, that's how certain things happen. It was just straight up like, oh, this would never happen. No, he wouldn't do that. And it's just like right. all the writing felt like it was on the wall. Yeah, like, no, and he, he's a perfect going. example where it's like I unequivocally know one thing I could say about him that I'm it would be a total compliment. And I think it's also a fact, but that doesn't change the fact that he's an awful person <laughs> or was an awful painter? person. That he was a painter. I would say he's one of the greatest motivators who's ever lived. He's one of the greatest orators ever. He's one of yeah. the greatest speakers yeah. in the history of the world. I, I mean, I think you could say he's one of the greatest leaders ever. His movement was bad, mm-hmm. but he led it unbelievably well. <laughs> but uh, I do not condone any of those actions, just to be brutally clear. And uh, I, yeah, that, that, that took a negative turn. I got to be careful now. But he's a bad person, bad person. Bad people are bad people. Do you believe people are all good or all bad? We'll end it there. Or like, do people are inherently good or inherently evil? So this is what's funny. Or a victim of circumstance. I I think I think most hurt people hurt people. 
But I also think some people are born fucking evil. And I think some people are just born benevolent. I really do. I think some people can't be terrible because it's just against their nature. And I think some people can't be great because it's against their nature. But all of that is in the eye of the beholder. To me, if you're a good person or a bad person, I look at it the same way I look at morals. It depends on who's looking at it. You know, so I do think that some motherfuckers are born to be serial killers. I really think that's like a gene. But I also believe some people are born to be pedophiles. Some people are born. I think I think there's a sickness there. And, and we call it a sickness. They might just call it regular life because a motherfucker who's always happy, they to don't me, that's better. sickness, too. Yeah. yeah, that's a sickness, too. So, like, it depends on what, what, what the way you're looking at life. But I think that I don't think that's the majority of people. I think those are minorities in society. I think those are the fringe people on, on the outskirts of life because. But I also am a person. This is Maurice Cotman speaking. I also think that there are so many and I mean so many more serial killers in the world than we ever think about i really do because think about yeah. it any president of any major country is a serial killer more than likely yep. off the rip so you go through the you can go through that however you want to go through it and then you think about all the people all the people who go missing serial and we don't know what happened like a mob boss but like, yeah or the people who go missing and we never figure out what happened to them those are serial killers dog like i don't like why would it not be people who go to war and they rack up a hundred kills. You're a serial killer, even if you kill him for the right reasons. Quote unquote, you're a fucking serial killer. Like I don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's it. People who sell drugs, like the pharmaceutical companies, and you know people are going to overdose. To me, you're part of being a serial killer. You know people are going to. I agree. This. There's a there's a point where it la- it stops being negligence and it just starts being gross misconduct without thought of repercussion or like thought of uh, consequence. That's a better people, way to put it. And some people might call that greed. We're quite right. Fight the fentanyl. <laughs>